Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Full time Reds, it's me, Chris Brack, and it's my partner in crime, crime Kev. Can't speak today. Obviously, another preseason game done. RB Leipzig nil, Liverpool five. Darwin Nunes just can't stop scoring. Mo Salah scores. Nothing to worry about, really. Nice and easy, wasn't it, Kev? Yeah, it was cracking, wasn't it? I mean, it was one of those games going into it. You think they're going to get a real test tonight. And I looked at the lineups, both sides, and I thought, They've gone strong, you know, mm-hmm. and it, we're going, we're at their ground. It's a full house there. There are 47,000 there tonight. And you've got a couple of ex players going back there to, you know, see how they go. And yeah, I, I was expecting a proper, proper test tonight. And in some parts of the games, we got it. But I thought we were excellent. Start to finish for 90 minutes. I don't think anyone let any, there was nobody to let anybody down. I think. Certain parts of the play were a bit can, can be improved on, definitely. But mm-hmm. overall, it was a a really good, solid preseason. That there was so much that you like. There was so much to like about that performance to whet your appetite for what's to come. And I'm not talking about the goals. I mean, the goals are uh, a, a Brucey bonus. Yeah, the goals are a Brucey bonus. But for me, it was like Bobby. Bobby was. Really good. The press was brilliant. The um, the intensity and the shepherding Leipzig into areas of the pitch that we wanted them to go to. That kind of stuff that we're accustomed to seeing Liverpool do for the last few years. It was there and it was um, really sharp, really good, solid. Was really happy with the overall performance tonight. And there were some stars. Uh, there were some standouts. There was a few standouts, to be fair. Yeah, we'll yeah overall, I mean, overall, really, really delighted with everything. Yeah, we'll come to that. I mean, there's a bit more, bit more snap in the, in the passing, just a bit, a bit more energy about it. Well, look, they're a week further along. Is you know, it's what you kind of expect. You know, you start to see the patterns of play. You sort of expect to see from Liverpool. Um, got for balance. There was some criticism of the first half, saying it's same as last year. We don't seem to be 
scoring enough or creating enough chances. Uh, interestingly, post-match Klopp was a bit critical of the first half, saying he was expecting more running, more movements, and Key saying he needed something from mid. He needed something to break them up, and he was, he did point out Henderson as a, in the second half as some a number eight who was breaking from midfield, and maybe that's a criticism of Thiago and Kate in the first half was. Lots of nice passing, lots of nice interplay. Probably not enough getting into the, you know, getting to the final third and you know push just become the fourth attacker, which was what we were doing last year, and that's what we were good at. But quite hypercritical, you know. Mo Salah just looks revived, looks revitalised. Yeah. It's amazing what a rest this game, doesn't he? Yeah, it's amazing what a rest does here. You know, yeah. I mean, and then you and getting your contract sorted. But you know, I do think the I think the big thing was your jokes as I was. I think he was knackered. I think he was knackered last year. I think at some point it all caught up with him, which is. Normal. 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 Bobby looked better. Uh, yeah. I'm still concerned about how 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 much of the old Bobby you'll get back. Uh, but what he wasn't doing, which what he was doing at the end of last season, was he was um, keeping the ball better. And if he if he what if he was giving it away, he was making sure he was getting the foul for it. Whereas be- before he was dropping deep, getting the ball, and being soft. Diaz was probably by his standards a bit quiet. Probably shepherded off the ball a bit too much. But look. We know what he can do. Uh, the big challenge for me, for ITF Diaz this year, is can he um, get more goals and assists in his game? You know, the, the ability's there, the, the, the threat is there. It's just what will we see? But who stood out for you first half? Um, first half, Bobby definitely. Um, so Virgil was really good. Some of Virgil's passing from the back. Into Mo was um, was fantastic. It was he's more the good, aggressive. long sixty yards, inch perfect into space, into the right space, picking the right pass at the right time. Um, some of Thiago's touches were good. Robertson drives me absolutely nuts, and he's done for years with the positions that he gets into. I see Jordi Alba do this for Barcelona and get goals. Robertson should get more goals in this side for the positions that he gets himself into and the shots he gets off. He should get more goals, you know, mm-hmm. but that's being hyper, hyper, hyper critical. Do you know what I mean? Defensively, he's as solid as the day is long. He gets up and down the line. He's a constant threat on the overlap. But I think he gets it, he get he does 80% of it absolutely brilliantly, gets into brilliant positions and just either rifles out at the keeper or shanks it over the top. Mm. I mean, if it, if he could ever work on his finishing, he'd definitely be good for four or five goals a season because he just yeah. gets in great positions. So, Salah... To, um, to be fair, Scouser Pete points out, you probably could label that a Trent a little bit as well. I think Trent, they're different. They're different, the but, fact, but Trent, doesn't, Trent does shank chances that, yeah. by his ability, you would expect him to score. He's got yeah, the talent and he's got... But, so, but I mean, listen, if we're being hypercritical, our criticism of two fullbacks is, yeah, should probably get more goals from the positions they get themselves into. Assists, look, yeah. we've got heaps of assists. Uh, Daz is saying heaps of assists, no, no good for you, Kev. Well, you, we can't just persist. Yeah. We, can, we can sit here and go, ah, it's all, it's all brilliant. But we have had chances where we want goals from all around the all around the team, and Robbo and Trent both have opportunities where you go. Should bury that. Should bury that. I mean, listen, Tumicast has doesn't score loads either. So you know, it's just part of our game. We sh- we could add to. You know, if you want to look at a look closer rivals, you know, it'd be interesting what City get from their fullbacks. You know, 
But I, I sort think, of think Cancelo, Cancelo is another one who gets in great positions. Mm. You know, Trent, this is what I think with, with Trent. Trent tends to attack and he tends to hold that right centre mid role while we're in attack. He doesn't tend to get into the box too often. But Robertson's just got that kind of free spirit where he he gets in he gets into brilliant positions and it's a, it's almost a case of like you know when you get a player and he looks up and he goes what the hell am I doing here shit I'll shoot you know it's just a, he gets there so often I just wish he could do that shooting a bit better but yeah everything else about his game I thought he was really really good I mean Naby Naby Keita, um Nathan Tidy I would I would say is the best yeah Nathan Tidy is safe and. You, you you hit the nail on the head with what Klopp was saying after the game. That there was a time when, in the first half, where I think it was halfway through the first half, we were in their half on our right hand side, and we had about four or five players all within this, all within ten fifteen yards of each other, and nobody seemed to know where they should be and where they should be making runs to, and. It's just little things, but it's it is a preseason game, and they will iron that out. Yeah, you know. But there's certain times where you think Naby was in the position where you want Trent to be in, and you want Naby making that run around on the mm. on the outside to open up more space. That's all that is. It's only a little tweak, and it'll come. But <coughs> some of the stuff that he's played with, I thought the pressing in the last game was really good. I thought his defensive work today was good. His passing is fine. It's it's just that little bit of dynamism that he needs to get back into this game. And I think with Which is with I mean, the classic example is probably the uh the win at Old Trafford, where he did that constantly, became the fourth man runner. Look, he got and he got a goal from it, and you know, he was heavily involved in the assist. So it's in his game. You know, but look, that's not just a, a cater thing. You could uh, you know, if Kate wants to be the one hanging back, then Tiago's gotta push a little bit more, which he can do, you know. That's probably one of the things Henson's uh, has been pretty good at. He's he, and Klopp referenced that he will make the runs. You know, does it always come off? No. Does he give the ball away because people bring it up? Yes, he does. But so does so do many others. But he will sometimes do the the run outside wide to allow someone to cut in. It's just to give you a bit of unpredictability. The other thing I noticed was um, first off, Virgil was more the aggressor, uh, and Canato was sweeping behind. Now it seemed like Virgil said he was taking soul off. He was just a unit. Not normally the way it's normally. It's almost like normally Virgil says, "You go and do that. I'll sweep behind." It's almost like they did a bit of a role reversal, which it's good to see. Um, good for Canarsi just to get used, you know, something out another, another string to your bow. You sweeping behind. I think he only had one moment where he. I think he tried to repeat his Benfica trick, but <laughs> got away with it. And look, Adrian. Look, he's third choice. He's. I know he's not everyone's favorite person, but look, he made some good saves. Good saves. Distribution. distribution was fine. Distribution was fine. Solid performance. But yeah, it was fine. Uh, absolutely nothing wrong with uh, with him whatsoever. And then it was. Um, I mean, we would get on to the first goal. Mm. It it all came from a pre- from a counter press, and at first glance, I thought Bobby was offside, mm. and he wasn't. It was just, but the way to pass from Bobby to Mo. And the composure that Mo showed to slot it away, he he looks like he's he's on the verge of doing an absolute madness, doesn't he? He does. He's only, he seems to be on, you know, pretty happy. You know, a nice nice finish. Uh, gets put through, very similar to probably the way he's put through in the Champions League final. And he tries to pass it in near post. Um, 
you know, with the foot, with the left foot, he's got to like put his foot through it sometimes. But you know, he's being hypercritical. So, but half time, one nil, pretty comfortable. I think their their two best chances was saved by uh, Adrian and Angelino, who I didn't recognise because he had hair. Uh, <laughs> first time I've seen Angelino have hair in years. <laughs> so I was like, who's this? And it was a good shot. Um, still a funny. There was one under- actually right that they had right at the end of the half that and Kunku should have scored from. It was a it was a mistake from mm. from us, and it was, uh, was Kanate Kan- Kanate made a mistake, and and Kunku should have scored. Adrian made a good save from that, mm. but um, in fairness, they should they should have got back. It would have been one one and a half time and different game, but we go in one nil, solid, dependable, good first solid half, a good workout, but. Klopp said at the start of the game that he expected some players to get uh, get sixty minutes. New challenge, for you, Kev. Darwin <laughs> yeah. Nunes have my babies, which I believe is Red Steve. Sod the Mohican, Kev. Get yourself a mumble. Yeah, that those days are well gone. Those <laughs> days are well and truly over, I'm afraid. But the way, going, the way, the way my hair's going, it might be me getting the mumble. Did, did, did you ex, did you expect the changes at halftime? Do you expect the players yeah. to stay? Did you expect them to stay on? I expected changes because remember Klopp saying some players do sixty, some will do half an hour, some will do forty-five. So there's some that I, I must admit I didn't think Canate go off. I thought, I, do you know, what? I naturally assumed it'd be Virgil. You know, but Virgil got yeah, an hour. And me. Robbo for Simicast kind of makes sense because Robbo's done a lot of running. Uh, he got married what four days ago. He's probably still yeah, probably still drunk with being married to be honest. Because you know we like we know he likes a party, Robbo. <laughs> so. Uh, Firmino makes Firmino for Nunes makes sense. I think they're just sharing the number nine role. And the other player who came on, oh Joel Joel for for Canate, which is fine. Yeah. Uh, I did think Gomez was going to come on first, but so so be it. And then um, within a, within oh let's let's check the time on, the, on my forty eight minutes we get a we get a penalty. Uh, good throw from Trent Henderson flicks it on uh, straight up for Nunes. Does what you want a winger to do, knocks past the keeper and takes the foul. Yeah. Uh, and as Jurgen Klopp said, it must be Mo's new contract to be generous because clearly it was Mo on the it should have been Mo on the penalty. And I must admit when he said all that, I thought Mo had gone off, and I went, Oh no, oh, okay. Um look, he gets his first goal. It's not the greatest of penalties, but quite frankly, as long as you go in, no, no kids. No he telegraphed it too much, but look, power beats the keeper, and look, it gets that monkey off his back. It's not a competitive goal, you know. You want that to come against Fulham, but look, it stops some of the absolute hyperbolics around him. The amount of dickheads who've made YouTube clips over a striker not scoring in two games or misplacing the pass, forget it, life. And sadly, some of these are actually on our own fan base. Uh, but look, as much as I wasn't getting overhyped with him not scoring games, I'm not going to get overhyped with him with, um, scoring four goals. The positive you can see is. There's a nice variety in them, and they weren't they weren't all the similar type of goals, you know. And to be honest, he probably could have had, he probably should have had five, really. But we'll go through yeah. his goals. But look, he took his penalty, took it well. Um, I'd like the second goal. Uh, I mean, Trent's in a number ten position, which you don't expect all the time, but he flicks it onto him, and it's a nice, nice shot across the keeper. And I'm thinking that's kind of what you want to see. Because I'm I'm so used to seeing videos of him coming from the left. Cutting inside to bend it, so come from the right and putting it in the bot, the far corner. It was nice, nice finish. So that one, that one impressed me more. Um, the the build up play from the young kid that came on because they made the changes then. Uh, oh, 60 hours. It. 
Oh no, he, no, no! It was the kid came in after that. Yeah, it was. Um, he, oh, he look, it's disrespectful, I know, but I, I just don't know all the under twenty threes and the kids who were there. He was number forty three or something. Brevich, I think his name was. I, admit, I didn't know who he was. I sort of knew he was a defensive player. The natural reaction on sixty. We'll come back to Nunes' second goal. Nunes' second, yeah, because these all came after Nunes' second goal. The natural reaction was it. Morton will come on. Because yeah, that's what and But actually, he brought Bravich on and they played him DM and told Hendo to put, push on and Jones to push on. And look, he was comfortable. Neat, yeah, quite like the tackle, you know, all the yeah. sort of things. Look, he, 17 years of age, like, you know, and yeah. he didn't look, he, he didn't look like, yeah, he didn't look, one, he didn't look 17, and two, he didn't look overawed by the fact that I'm playing with all these superstars around me. And he's like, yeah, I belong here and give me the ball. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, for some players, the better, the, the better the um, team around them, it, it elevate, it naturally elevates your level. Yeah. But so, the one thing I want to say about that one, the, the weight of pass by Trent to put Darwin in was I, fantastic. And yes. to, to, yeah, to slot that in bear check. Yeah. To, to slot that into the um, into the side netting, that's a proper striker's finish. Yeah, you know, really, that's how I really enjoy. And in fairness, the third one is a poacher. I finish. loved. I love that was a poacher's. That was Robbie Fowler. You know, yeah, getting diving diving in and just nicking it and tapping it in. I love those goals. I absolutely love those goals. And then the you fourth, it, the fourth is an absolute howler by the keeper. It but, is a howler, but well, it's the, the, right the fourth was made up. Pulls out, pulls out left, which which is yeah. sorry, if you watch YouTube's of uh, Darwin, that's the goal he's probably more national for. Pulls out left, brings it on his right, and bends it bottom corner. That that's sort of his finish. Uh, that's what quite a lot of his goals are. So it was good, you know. Um, he was unlucky with his head header as well, so he still gives us also that physicality in the air. But it's not like it's not just. A, Lump crossing for all all, all the time. Yeah. It is. It's par- still a lot more. The power he got in that header was good, and yeah. the other one, the Carvalho header into space. Mm. You know, at the end of the half, where I'd imagine he was probably blowing a bit. You know, the just the the confidence to be able to take that on his head, nod it into space, take it on, give Darwin for the awareness to say, okay, come out to go back in. Lovely way to pass again. And, yeah, it was a howler from the keeper, but there was enough power on it to give it a chance. And, you know, he deserved it. And there was another one in there in the second half as well. Harvey had a, a lovely chance. He had uh, the header that just went wide. Was that it was a Elliot. Chip? Elliot. Uh, yeah, Harvey Elliott. Yeah, he, he was uh, a chip that from Carvalho, I think yeah. it was. Uh, yeah, Car- uh, build up with Carvalho and Jones, and then they got yeah. in. So, yeah, because the last half hour, uh, that's when we made massive changes. Then, so um, young Harvey Davis come on. We'll, talk, we'll come back to him. The ever sprightly James Milner, who was brilliant. I thought, so right? Yeah, back. I thought he was, was really good again. Set the tone. Joe Gomez came on for Virgil. Uh, then we had Curtis came on for Thiago. Carvalho came on. Brevich came on, and then Elliot came on. Uh, Sorry, yeah, Henrik is saying there was a Simicast ship. Yeah, it probably it could have been. Yeah, it probably was. Well, I've had a beer. I can't, I can't remember. Um, I no excuse. I'm drinking water. <laughs> <laughs> That's your excuse. Um, 
the young keeper Davis, he's 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 looked quite a, quite a good prospect. You could clearly see how Liverpool are developing their goalkeepers. Yeah, is you know they all look comfortable. You know they were quite good to pass it back to him, take the touch. You know, really good distribution. You know, so you can kind of sit in the look whether he'll ever play for be a regular for Liverpool. Don't know. Who knows? But but he's doing everything see, right. He's he, he can see the style. He's a, he looks like a Liverpool keeper, the stylistically what he wants. He looks like a modern keeper. That's the way keepers are now. So, you know, yeah, we'll, I was impressed with his distribution in every game that he's played. It's not just by accident. You know, mm. the, they're working on this relentlessly with uh, keepers, probably right the way through the age groups. So that when yeah, Tiernan there says he's only nineteen, which. Baby Perfect, you know, uh, because I think next year there's going to be a decision need to be made on um, on Cuivin. So, just tell me um, to have to have another one in the pipeline coming is you know it just boards well. It does board um, well. And there's a couple of other young keepers who are at the club who are and young Petaluga's just gone on loan, hasn't he? So again, yeah, he's gone on loan to is it non-league, isn't he? Macclesfield, isn't he? Yeah. So and he's got to get a proper dose of real, see, you know, which real is, men's football, which I think is what a young keeper needs sometimes. Yeah, he needs so to get I'll battered f- around a little bit and see how the yeah. other half lives. <coughs> and so, it'll, it'll do him no good or no we'll, harm. Sorry, doing no we'll harm whatsoever. We'll talk about the trio together. Uh, Elliot Carvalho Jones. I thought all three impressed in different ways. Yeah, uh, Jones. It's getting more back to the Jones we saw that broke into the side. You know, he was. More positive going forward, you know, he was, you know, releasing clever passes out, and he he's still not afraid to take a shot. He was playing less safe, while still, when Liverpool didn't have the ball, he was still, you know, in his defensive shape. He should be, you know, not giving silly fouls away. So he was getting the balance right, which we saw in the Southampton away game near the tail end of the season. Uh, Elliot just looks, you know, he's an exciting prospect at the moment. Probably looks more comfortable being an understudy wide right than he does in centre mid. Maybe that's the position for him. Carvalho for me, look, the little he just got the touches and a little jinx of there's there's definitely potentially something special with him. It's preseason, so you know everyone can look good in preseason, but just the way to pass, the way the movement, the way he turns, you just you sort of get excited. He's one of those players that you yeah. get excited when he gets the ball. You know, there was one uh, one thing about Carvalho. There's one bit late in the game where I thought was absolutely brilliant. He tracked back all the way back. And nicked, I think it was nicked the ball off Larmer or one of their players on the edge of our box. And that's what you want to see. You know, that impressed me as much as the flick header to create this to, to create to get the assist for the goal. Because it's all well and good going forward. Everyone loves going forward and attacking and getting into space and what have you. Doing the ugly donkey work, that for me is what I want to see in preseason. But I feel no, it's, it's it's four. It's four nil, and you're, you've won the game. You're right at the end, and area is tracking back to nick a ball to relieve pressure. I thought that is, that's what you want in a in a in in what in a young player that you want to invest time into, and I think there's the, the sky's the limit for this guy. Yeah. So the other, the other thing that was quite good is because the referee was um, lenient to say the say the least. I think he forgot it was a friendly sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but in some, there was one bit, and not, I don't want to see youngsters getting kicked up in the air. But there was a bit near the end where I think 
Carvalho's getting booted and he keeps going, he keeps going. And then Jones, the same thing, where he keeps it in the corner. Basically makes a bit of a fool of the two centre-backs. And, and they end up getting upended a little bit. But they just bounce up and go with it. Yeah, and so they thinking, didn't react. He's thinking, you've got to get used to that because when you are going to go to, I mean, I know Burnley aren't in the Premier League anymore, but that ilk of club, and we we can probably pick others like that, you're going to get moments where you're going to have some dickhead centre after struggle through you. And it's how you react to it. And, you know, you just bounce up. Not not a bother, really. So, all in all, I think <sighs> as a pre-season game goes, you score five, no one gets injured. You can see nice patterns of play. You can see some of your, young, your younger players, you know, showing signs what they can do. And your new striker finally gets a goal off the mark. It's pretty yeah, I think There's only possible win tonight. I mean, you've seen some of the horror stories that you've seen coming out of pre-season's games over the last over the last week none more so than last night in, in minnesota with uh with everton you know getting uh, the thing getting is beat, getting beat by a lad who plays who's part-time on costa coffee that one well, the play, players take this uh notion that they're going to the mls and the mls is the mls of 20 years ago they it ain't. they absolutely it ain't. they're in the middle of their season they're match mm-hmm. fit and match sharp over there and you're coming in for pre-season games these guys know that these games are being watched by other Premier League clubs. These players are going to be taking it up to a level where they want, you know, they want to leave a mark. Yeah, that one today, Jonathan, as well. Sends off in the Levante Wolves game. Spanish teams don't do friendlies. Jesus. Well, we remember that from last year, don't we? Do you remember the game at Anfield? I think it was Villa. Was it Villarreal? Osasuna. One was Osasuna. Yeah. And they were kicking lumps out of everything. Mm. Yeah, it was it was a, a vicious, nasty game. Like so much so that you were almost like, ref, you need to start jumping in and protect these players here. But yeah, it's. I think when you look at the because um, I watched the on LSCC TV and they interviewed Tomo after the game, and he was basically saying, "All you want out of preseason, see the patterns of play, see the press, how that's working." Um, no injuries, good minutes in the legs, and some standout performances, which is what we all got. But at the same time, the progression is there. The, from the even from the United game, the one where we lost four 0 but that could have easily been four three, four four. It could have been anything because it wasn't as if we went through that game and didn't have chances. We created chances. It's just that we were punished for our mistakes. The difference is tonight we were, we looked sharper. We made less mistakes. There was a few in the first half. One one or two that I thought Fabinho was in a really advanced position, and he slipped. He slipped two or three times. So whether he was just wearing the wrong studs or or what, I don't know. But the recovery pace from uh, Kanate and from Virgil was there, and that's what you want to see. Mm. You know, I, I thought we were all in all. Every player that came on, every player that played, can will take positive. And and then now you're going into then. <laughs> Rob, poor Robertson was asked at the end of the on his interviews, like you're looking forward to next week. Uh, the, no. the almost the look on his face was like, no, no, we know what's coming. We're not looking Rob, forward. Rob to was this. like, I've just got married. I'm I'm still full of my wedding cake, and I've got to yeah. run it off now. Yeah, he knows he knows <laughs> what's coming in the next week, and uh, yeah. it's they're going to. It's almost like now they're going to be going to hell. Klopp's line was, uh, he goes, days. we need to get, we need to get fitter, we need to get, get ourselves ready. We're not at the level we need to be for the season. 
Not sure if we'll be ready for for the Salzburg game, but we'll see. Which is which is cue for lads. You're going to run your bollocks off, and then you're going to play, and you're going to hate it. Yeah, <laughs> so exactly, but, you're going to hate me for the next week, and they know it. But they know they got to go through this. But you know? the ones have been there long enough. It works because you know near the end of the season, bar probably could be the COVID season. We're always there or thereabouts in competitions or the league, so you know it's kind of where you want to be, really, isn't it? So yeah. But so yeah, so look, look, preseason so far, it's like I said, it's just nice seeing a bit of footy back, isn't it? Yeah, watching the yeah. watching the, hey, the lads look, back. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I I missed the start of the quiz last night because I got really invested with oh, yourself. You you me were you me were WhatsApping each other all yeah. the way through, weren't we? <laughs> we were watching the England game, England Spain, and got re- I got really invested in it. And I completely forgot that the quiz was on last night. Yeah, and it was, it was like. Good. It was, it was a really a, good game. It was a good game. And good game. England Sp- semi-final now next Tuesday. Uh, Spain were fairly unlucky because look, I could be perfectly honest to say on another day, Spain. If you if Spain had won that one nil two nil, you all sort of wouldn't have really quibbled over it because um, they played really, they played well. But it's a cracking goal to win to win it. Yeah. So look, semi-final okay. in Sheffield, I believe it is. So good to watch, isn't it? And uh, a yeah, few yeah, mentioned yeah. Uh, Jesse Lingard's gone to. Forrest talk he's on big wages. He's not a free, yeah. so if you're on a free, the big wages come. Yeah, I think, um, I think they, inter- they all interesting, inter- interesting sort of Forrest, though, because for all accounts, you'd thought he'd have gone, gone back to West Ham. I've seen reports that he was, he was offered 180 grand a week. I've seen others say that he, it's 120 grand, including bonuses. It doesn't matter. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a one year contract. So it's, and to be honest, if you'd have asked me when Nico signed for Forrest, I honestly thought, yeah, they've bought well. They've done some good business. And it's almost like they've gone into the luxury mode. Some, they've, yeah, no, they've they've gone they've done a Fulham. They've gone mental now. The Forest side the Forest side to turn up at the start of this season is not going to be anything remotely close to the Forest mm-hmm. side that got promoted. And this won in well. They will I I'd almost lay whatever money you want. I think they're definitely going to go. They're going to go down. I mean, you cannot make. You cannot sign ten. You cannot sign eleven players and bed them in in this league without consequences. There's just way too many. Way yeah. too many. Absolutely. I suppose, I suppose it's how you integrate them. Does he start with a lot of the lads who got them up, and you slowly? He's got a rake of, they're a rake of them gone. There's a rake of them gone. You know. It's, that's why I look at the transfer business that we've done. We've done it early. There's not much disruption. Yeah, Satio's gone. Darwin's come in. But other than that, there's not much disruption to how we work and what we are what we're going to be doing. Man City are in a, in a rebuild. You know, they, they, mm. I didn't expect at the start of this window that they get rid of Sterling and Jesus and Zinchenko. No, without just- having Cucurella locked up, done, dusted ready to be announced an hour after you know mm. Sinchenko left the door I, it's just not the way they normally do things and so no, it's Bernardo maybe. Silva wants to go you know the Bernardo I, Silva I, one that surprised me because he's so vital to them he's a bloody nightmare and I mean that yeah. nice way that's why we all dislike him because he he's an absolute nightmare to play against so I mean if you say <laughs> Bryce said they want 50 million and they bid 30 
We'll, yeah. we'll, see, we'll see. They're miles look. off. They're miles off where and Brighton are rightly asking fifty. Good you play know, because in fairness, now that they've sold Zinchenko, Brighton are in the box seat because he's got a long contract. They don't have to sell him. They're we'll a well-run club. They don't need the money. And now City are in a position where they need the player more than Brighton need to sell. Plus, we also so, know. Plus, we also know City like to pay fifty million for fullback, so you know it's kind well, yeah. of going. It's kind of going right, isn't it? So you know. Well, exactly. That's why. That's what amazed me that they didn't do the. Um, they didn't do the deal for Cucur- for Cucurella before allowing Zinchenko to go. I just think that's mm-hmm. a madness. You know, I think that we're in a really good spot at the minute. If we do anything more, fine. But I'm really happy with the squad that as it is at the minute, and I have been for a while. I've been pretty consistent in saying it. You know, if we go into the season tomorrow, I'm in a happy spot. Um, I think I'm content. I would say, you know, yeah. Look, that's what, if we get I, any more, great. But I'm, I, I'm, I'm still like, I, I, I ideally like one more, whether that's a right winger or a centre mid. I'm not too fussed. Uh, one or the other will be handy. But if we don't, that squad is still good enough to be challenging for Europe and league titles. I mean, pretty much yeah. sure it was last year. So. I think people are just not used to the unknown because we're so used to having a Sadio Mane. And we've had a Sadio Mane for, was it six years? Yeah. Six years? Six years, you know. There is a comfort with that because you you know what you're going to get. Whereas this is like Nunes, we hope he's just going to pick up the Mane goals. But we don't know. Can I ask if anyone in the chat might know, um, did Sadio get awarded the African Player of the Year? Yes, he did. I've seen leaks that he, I seen leaks today that he he was going to get it. I I saw a leak saying it, it's like it was a done deal. Well, which, I I don't know if it was announced today or not, or if yeah. anyone knows. Which I think he has. I mean, it seems to be the obvious choice anyway. You know, he he was one of the main big reasons they won the first ever Afcon, and got to, and then he got them, he won the big reason they got into the World Cup. You know, ahead of Egypt, both sides and Egypt are historically a you know win big tournaments for Africa. So. Yeah, fair play. And look, I hope he second does. Half, I think he deserves se- it. Second half season, he was he was excellent. So you know, yeah, good for him. Yeah, I mean, in fairness, at the end, towards the end of the season, I was talking about him being in contention for a Ballon d'Or with everything that he's done, winning the Afcon. I think if he if we'd have got over the line, if we got the over the line against Madrid, we were, we were I think in. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. If he, if he got over the line, the if the champ, I think if he got over the line of Champions League, I think he would have got the Ballon d'Or. That's what I think, mm. but. Well, Chris, you get busy there to throw up some comments because I'm going to ask if you guys in the chat can you just throw in your hot takes from tonight. What is you know your one thing that um, either surprised you, shocked you, or you know from what you've seen tonight, what are you expecting to see out of guys this season? Are you expecting to see Darwin hit 25 in the league? Are you expecting Carvalho to? Make 20, 20 appearances. Is Allison gonna break Peter Cech's clean sheet record this season? What do you guys he's think? Get, he's get fit first. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> I, I like hey, look, play. at least he's on the tour. At least he's out and on tour. So yeah, the injury just, that he's got can't be can't be too serious. Can't be as serious as say is Kelleher who's who didn't travel. Kevin Ball, you can just go and wash your mouth out with soap at that. Uh, Adrian will be number one this season. Well, he might, he might buy him. He might buy number one shirt in the shop. You never know, do you? Listen, the way as it stands, he's starting against Fulham. <laughs> yeah, it's it at the minute. So, um, Red Rebel saying he's expecting 10 plus assists from Carvalho. That'd be a I, hell of a first season return, wouldn't it? 
Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, there's a lot of talk about Emma Hayes and I think it's about Emma Hayes as a pundit, which is interesting. She's the Chelsea manager. She was good. In the, she was good in the uh, the men's jurors as a pundit. It helps when you've got someone who's still a serving manager. Uh, gives you just a bit of a different insight to it, which is always good. So anything. Charlie Elliot... saying there, Elliot to play more games than Naby. Well, as long as it, it depends. If Naby kicks the floor, if Naby kicks the grass again, you know, there's every there's no, every no. chance that there's an opportunity. Nab- I love Naby didn't joke. miss Naby didn't miss many games last year. So, but he did he did miss two games because he kicked the grass. Which, yeah. to be fair, is still the funniest yeah, injury I've ever heard of. And I couldn't. I generally thought it was one of those blag accounts. Then as it was the real Paul Joyce that I put it. I generally thought I had to check it wasn't a blag because like oh, how many times uh, did you do that this window so far? Well, Kevin I, Ball, I know Elliot gets ten goals and ten assists in all competitions. Yeah. I don't know that he gets ten goals. No. Assists, yeah. Last Laszlo Firmino Renaissance. That'd be nice. Oh uh, yeah, we yeah, I know a few people who'd be uh, kind of buzzing over that. And a few people be giving me and, DMs. DMs. No, do you know, do you know well. what? It's the one option that you have, and you could see it in today between the first half and the second half. The difference in how we were able to play with Bobby dropping in, creating the extra space to dominate possession, secure a game. You could see that kind of happening. Red Shabby, Joe, uh, Joe Corbis to score his first Liverpool goal. He's God still, willing, he is so still, overdue. He's still never scored a senior goal. No, I mean, to be fair to him, he hasn't had many opportunities because most of the time it is everyone goes up for corners. He's the one to hang he's, back. He's the, he's the hanger he, back, yeah. Well, partly because he's got pace and partly because he's a bit like Stefan Oncho. Everyone goes, oh, not much chance of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in fairness, do you know what? When he does get his goal, I hope it is an important one. If I, I hope it's a, either a late game winner or uh, a deciding cup final goal or something. I hope it's brilliant. a goal that's got to be remembered. Cop end would be great. Winner, winner at the cop end. Um, Paul Smith, uh, I think he's put this in about three times now. Jones will play more games uh, than either Elliot or uh, and Naby. Possibly. I, think uh, I, know Paul Smith, I know Paul Smith's a big. I, I know Paul Smith's a big fan of Jones. I mean, Jones probably would have played more than he did last year if he didn't have a detached retina, which is a bit of a, I'll be honest. Yeah. It's a big blow. because that's, that's, that's I think that, that, that cost him nine weeks or something, nine or ten weeks, two and, and a half months. And unfortunately, it was over the January period as well. Which, where he it was a period of time where he would have played. And he, he was in good form then as well. Mm. So, I think, that, I think there's a, a decent possibility of that, but I think Klopp really, really loves Harvey Elliott. And I think long-term, I can see Harvey... Playing that advanced eight role on the right hand side, and mm. maybe this year it might be back to playing wide right just to, to hone your game. Yeah, we'll see. Which can do. We'll see. Because ultimately, Jones's best position is probably on the left of the, the midfield three, but he's got to got a competition because it's Thiago's best position. It's probably Cater's best position. We have a lot of players who look Carvalho too. They all probably look better on the left. We don't have many players who look great on the right. Which yeah, really yeah, yeah. No, I get that. The, it's probably Henderson and probably Henderson and Elliot are the two that prefer the right. So, um, what's that? Tom Boland, Frank Lampard to be the first sacked. Um, Ooh, that'd be a good one. Yeah, I I can see that. I think he probably. I don't think that's a hot take. I think that's very very realistic. Getting sacked um, first, first an interesting one because you know the 
generally the new pros clubs are normally a bit trigger happy. Uh, Look, there's no Watford now, so you know that 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 sort of gives it a bit more of a wide open berth, does it? You know, yeah. Eddie Howard, uh, Newcastle don't get going. True, there's a few of them there. What's that? Uh, someone there saying about um, Haaland getting top scorer this season. He, well, it, Haaland would do well to stay fit for a season. Yeah, if Haaland Bert- stays fit. Get, don't get me wrong. If Haaland stays fit for a season, he'll be in the conversation at the end of the season for being top scorer. I just think he'll have a real struggle getting fit, staying fit for long enough. Here you go. Just to be our second highest scorer after Salah, important for us as Nunes settles. I think a lot of yeah. sleeping on on Jossa. The killer is in getting that injury because it, it looks like he's he's definitely not going to be available for the charity shield. Yeah, I think it could be a while. Um, yeah, because the, it's, a, it's a reoccurrence of an injury. So yeah, which is a there you that's go. the kind of one you take you take your time off. Jesse Marsh, that's the one I was thinking of. He could also be favourite for the first. I time. think the Leeds are actually in a really good spot. Um, I think that no, yeah, but I, th- I think I think they've bought really well. Um, they've invested well in the right type of player. I'd like to get get a run because I did think he got a raw deal when he went to Leeds, which was yeah, Leeds up after Bielsa, which is look, a lot of people love love Bielsa, you know, which is fair enough. But after the transfer window, it was like February, so you go like you basically stuck with the lads you've got. He couldn't even like mm. try and pick a few lads in that he wanted to. Harlan to be injured for more games than he's fit. I mean, I can't remember. I'm sure I've read he hasn't broken 30 games in a season. Yeah. Um, Which, Jonathan is in Gerard first sack. This is Gerard. Stephen Gerard is under pressure this season. This is his um, season now. This is his season to... now because this is his squad. Uh, this is the one, this is the squad now that he's decided to settle on and invest in. So I think there's a few, I think he'll be okay for a while. Uh, Laszlo and a few others have mentioned actually, uh, Brendan. Brendan Rodgers could be in a bit of trouble at and Leicester. Hassan Hull's getting Hassan no. mentioned. I mean, he, he yeah, does I, th- like, I think I personally think Southampton could go this season. Yeah, I mean, he does. Uh, like, Hassan Hull does like does like a nine nil every now and again, doesn't he? So that always it's, helps. It's um, not the nine nils that are going to catch him this time. It's if the um, lack of was, quality. Listen, I, know, I know people say I like to wind them up, and I, I mean I do, but I think the Blues are in a lot of trouble. Yeah, I just look at that squad going. As much as I disliked him, Richardson was a key man for them, and they haven't yet brought too much in that's making me go, okay, they'll be okay. Tarkovsky's look a really good centre back, so that's one thing because uh, they needed a very good centre back. They also needed a centre back yeah. to stay fit, which is Yeni Mina's big problem is he can't stay fit. So, I, but I this think could be the fit. first. Set, this could be the first Premier League season for a while that you have real defined gaps. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Where you know, I I think the t- I think look, I think Austin City are clear clear in the top two. I think the battle for third down to seventh is going to be interesting. Um, seventh down to twelfth, you're going to have a gap. Yeah, and David, then from twelfth down, anything could happen. David making Absolutely a good point. Uh, Salah going for the record to score score the first game of the season. I think that'll be six years in a row. Which is and uh, the way he's playing, I wouldn't back against it because I yeah. think he's he's got fire in his belly. He's playing with a freedom as well, you know. Um, he's still his right leg is still only for standing on. You know, we showed that again today. Where yeah. it, it's we, like a couple of chances he ju- he just took with his right, and it just doesn't look natural at all to him, no yeah. matter what he does. He still probably scored his 
best goal with his right foot, which is that yeah, one against City. That was a stabbing, wasn't it? I know, but it's a cracking goal. Though. It was, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. John O'Saini, still not fully sold on Tottenham. A lot of talk. I don't think people will be fully sold on Tottenham until... And I think it's similar to us. The year we actually went close to beating City and then won the league was, I haven't seen Liverpool ever break 90 points. So until they do, I'm not, not going to believe it, which I think a lot of rivals said, and I think that's fair. I'm Bill Iowa, Tom. I've, ne- not, I've never seen Tottenham break 90 points and I've never seen Tottenham get close to breaking 90 points while still balancing a Champions League run. Yeah. Well, when we get back into our new shows uh, next season, uh, I'll say what I need, what, you know, I'll, I'll say what I think about Tottenham, but. Well, don't uh, upset, don't say, don't say too much because our, our first guest no. is going to be at Tottenham. As no, a, no, no, no. I've already said it to him. He, know, he knows where I am with it. it and it's not. Oh, to I, be fair, look, Luke, I think Luke's a very, Luke's a very level-headed. He is, yeah. I think yeah. Uh, Spurs have bought well. They've bought well to stand still, and they'll get into the top four a bit more comfortably this year. I but think the Conte is such a militant driver think, of players, and I can see enough players in that dressing room going, "Yeah, I've had enough of this guy." Yeah, do you think? I think they've done enough to potentially push themselves to overtaking Chelsea in third. Uh, Chelsea buying a bought well with Sterling. I think Sterling's look as much as I know. It's I can't Sam get over. I, I still can't get over the fact that City allowed him to leave. Someone pointed out. I can't remember which podcast it was on. It might have been the Anfield Rap. He said it was a bit of old City arrogance or a bit of big boy, bit of big boy talk. Which was we're not concerned about you. You can have it. Different levels. A bit like when Chelsea were happily loan us Victor Moses because they're going, you can have Victor Moses. Why? Because you're shite. You're not going to get anywhere near us. Yeah. I mean, look, you're nearly backfired, but that, maybe that's where City see Chelsea is going. Well, you might help take points at Liverpool, but we don't think you'll challenge us. You know, a, Jonathan, the difference between us and Spurs is Spurs is a losing club. It's in their DNA. No matter the players, the manager always loses. I get that. I know it's nice to do the banter with Spurs, but... Until Liverpool won the league under Klopp, we were known as perennial, nowhere near a league title win for yeah. cool, 30 years. So, I'm not, but I do think, like you said, Kev, it's which content you get. Does he stick at it and go for it? Or, and we've we've seen it before, if he's had enough, he'll just go. I just, I know, I just don't think that. I think the way Conte is such a driven person, there's to work for, that's, I was going to ask you to bring that one up. Uh, the way Conte is as a manager, he's such a driven manager that he won't accept anything less than perfection. And he I think he's an excellent manager. I really do. But I think his style of managing a club has a shelf life. Isn't he just basically Italian Mourinho? No. No. He's he, he will literally run players till they're dead and then wake them up for 20 more minutes. He's so militant about it. No, but I mean, as in when he he he, he doesn't say club long long term. And when no, he, he goes, doesn't. but when he goes, he leaves carnage in his wake. He leaves carnage. Which what? That's what I mean. The Mourinho thing is, you know, what state does he leave Tottenham in when he leaves? Yeah, Matt Jackal there. The Guardian Football Weekly predicted that we'll finish outside the top four. Losing Mane has us in serious trouble. Apparently, look, I'm not going to lie. Okay, uh, losing Sadio is a big deal. And anyone who says it isn't a big deal is deluded. He's constantly fit. He's always available. You know what you're going to get with him. 
and he'll get you into double figures, goals and assists every year. You know, he's he's Mr. Dependable. Darwin, as much as, you know, you give him his flowers for tonight, he was excellent. And I, I love the way he plays. I love the runs he makes, the options he gives us. He's completely different to everything that we've ever had under Klopp, whereas he's a striker that plays on the shoulder and runs in behind and creates space that way. But I look, he's not done it in the league. He's not done it at on with the pressure on him yet. So the jury's out on him. He's he's all the signs are good and he's done everything that you can ask. He gets in great positions. But time will tell. I the the, the notion that we'll finish outside the top four. Every pundit on the planet is waiting for us to fail, is waiting for Klopp to blow up. Salah is going to be his fifth season wonder. You know what I mean? It's uh, they're waiting for they're dying for us to fail because. But then it helps other clubs with the the yeah. notion of well, you can't compete with City, can you? No one compete with City with what yeah. they spend. No one can do it. But the fact then we are with before people get really mad and I know people clip this up. Yes, Liverpool do spend money. They don't spend to the level of City, you know. But we're it sort of proves that you don't have to spend loads of it if you spend smart. Yeah. And that's it. Because where Liverpool, I say, is Liverpool can spend big, but Liverpool could not afford a Alexis Sanchez mistake where you buy a lad big money and he sits on the bench and he's shite. So basically, Nunes for us, I don't think Liverpool afford to have Nunes sat on the bench regularly for a whole season because he's crap and doesn't work. I don't think we could afford that high profile. I, was like, I think you could afford for like the Cavieses or, the, you know, the Stephen Colkers not to work out because they're not they're not big money they're not going to hurt you but you're yeah. big investments you can't you can't afford to yeah they have to be uh, right you know you have to be whereas, right pretty much in the, you have to have a strike record in the transfer window in the high eighties yeah whereas players to work City United and Chelsea probably will we'll see post post the Brambridge could afford to have a oh he's not worked but we'll get another one mm. that's that's where it is and that. That's great because unlike it can sometimes create laziness, which I think is what struck United in the past. City, although they've been big, are fairly strategic. As in, most players they sign, you sort of go, "I see how that works in the squad," or "I see what that gives them." That's probably been the problem. United and probably Chelsea in the, in the last couple of years. If you've looked at players, I'm going, "I don't know how that works," or "Are they doing a big massive overhaul that we aren't seeing?" So, I'll be. I'll be shocked if Liverpool are outside of the top four. I'll be shocked if Liverpool are actually in the title race because that squad's more than good enough to do that. Yeah, and I'm um, still I'm still interested to see what City do because Julian Alvarez <laughs> is a really good signing. Uh, mm-hmm. We've said what we, I've I stick by what I said about Haaland. I think if they can keep him fit, he'll score goals. But mm-hmm. City have got to adapt how they play to get the best out of him. Uh, he's not your archetypical type of uh, pep striker. He's n- not really noted for working well with the big man, you know. And as good as his hype is, he does have issues in his game. If they lose Bernardo Silva, it's going to be a huge issue. They've lost Fernandinho out of the dressing room. That experience replaced well. Calvin Phillips is a really good player, but they've. <sighs> You know, no. Everyone is assuming the city are just going to be city, and they're just going to roll steamroll sides over as normal. I, we'll see. 
we'll see. I think they'll. I obviously think they'll be in a title challenge, but I don't think they're as good now. I don't. I think they were better twelve months ago going into last season than they are now. I think they were stronger last season than they are this season. We will see. I think right mm. city. Will I always say right city will hit your peril. Yeah, this I'm is, not writing them off. I just think that they're that they were better last season than they are now. Mm. We will see. Uh, we'll do ten more minutes, Kev. But before we before we go further, we need to talk about the important thing, which isn't Liverpool winning a friendly. It's our charity partner, which is Bobby's Wish to Walk. So Bobby is a seven year old uh, boy who has suspected cerebral palsy. So what they're trying to do is raise money to take him to America to undergo life-changing surgery. So all we're asking is details are in the description below. You guys have helped us out with Kean, you've helped us out with Sienna. We're asking for your help again. Um, details are in the in description below. Click on the go, click on the go for me and give, if you can give, give. If you can't, put it in your WhatsApp group, retweet it. Uh, they're on Instagram as well. Just try and spread the word and look, let's try and get another youngster to America to get surgery. That'll that'll make their, his life a lot easier. That is more important than a 5-0 win in a friendly. Yeah, which, to be honest, absolutely. It's, it's grand. We can, look, me and Kev can talk shite and have a laugh. We do that all the time mm. anyway. Um, but that is more important than anything. So if you take nothing away from the show... That's what you could do, actually. Do he, he, the family's very active on, uh, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. The link, in the link below, you'll... Get you'll be able to link to their Insta page. Just go and follow them. Just go and follow them, and you'll see the posts that they put up. And they see a lot of you know. There was one there that he went to the races with uh, with his dad. His dad took him to the races. Uh, there was another one where he was at a GA match and stuff like that. He just looks like a really, really good bubbly seven-year-old lad who just needs a bit of help. That's all it is. Just needs a bit of help, and we'll get there with it. I know we'll. Red Rebel says, if Harlan stays fit all season, they'll finish on 95-plus points again. They finished on 95-plus points last year without an arguable recognised striker. So, Well, they did have a recognised striker. It's a myth they didn't. They just played him right wing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know. I mean, it's funny how people say, you know, City finally got a striker. Liverpool technically never had, had a striker for five years. We have lots yeah. of wide players who play up front, you know. But east in the road. Cool. It's, it's one of those. You know, I just think that it's the the one thing with City, with even you know through the time with Aguero, through the time last season, last two years, they, their forwards played a certain way. They were really fluid in how they played. Haaland isn't that. Haaland's not that type of player, and no. I've watched a fair bit of him. I've watched a fair bit of him over the years, and he's a brilliant striker. But he's a striker who picks up injuries, and he's a striker who, when he gets on a run, he goes, he go, he just gets on a run for fun. But he goes through barren and dry spells, and he gets frustrated in games. There's, he's got work to do, you know, and it's not a foregone conclusion that he's going to hit the ground running. Where and City need him to. Where we with us with Darwin, it's not the be all and end all because I think Mo's going to outscore both of them anyway. Mm. There's probably a little bit more pressure on Darwin now with the Jotter injury. I know we've got a little bit. We've got yeah. Firmino, which can ha- which can help out. But as I said we saw last year Firmino. Um, he does pick, he was pick up a lot of muscle injuries. So look, touch one, he doesn't. But you know, you kind of got to base on what you've seen in recent times as well. 
so that's anything that puts a bit more pressure on Nunes is he hasn't we haven't got the Jota buffer because I generally thought start of the season it'd be Diaz, Jota, Salah. That was my yeah. front three. And you'd break Nunes in slowly, slowly. And look, as the season went on, I would expect Nunes to be just be the main the main number nine, which is yeah. kind of the clock way and to us it's probably a sensible way of breaking a play breaking a player in. It doesn't have that jot of buffer as such. So yeah. that's the only thing that's gonna put a bit of pressure on it. Listen, fingers off the Jota injury isn't too bad. And you know, he's he's only gonna miss a f- you know, I mean he might miss was a preseason, but hopefully he's back full of more game after as, as an option. Which at least mm. then take a bit a bit of pressure off. Um, so, Kev, we looking forward to next Friday. We've got a new show, haven't we, mate? Yeah, we've got a new one. We've got a bunch of new shows coming. Uh, but yeah, yeah we've got a new one coming next week. I hope you guys have all got your fantasy football stuff sorted out. Me and Kev have. Uh, we've actually, yeah, we've, we've actually changed my. We've actually, logged, we've actually logged on. I mean, I, we, me and Kev, between us, I have no clue what we're doing. No. <laughs> Uh, I've got a decent side, but I don't know if it's going to be a decent side that's going to score loads of points. <laughs> I don't but, think I am. I don't think I've got a decent side. But yeah, no, look, it's uh, get on to... Oh, what is the bloody... The, the, the code for the fantasy football is Silk it's on, it's on our it's on our it's on our Instagram and it's on our um, Twitter feed Twitter as well. So you, as well. You, yeah, you can, you can find it, and I've no doubt Gav will be Gav and the guys will be resharing it out again. So absolutely, yeah. but yeah, get in, get involved because yeah. we're going but to the highlight. Thing- it's going to be one of the key highlights of the show on uh, Friday nights that we're going to talk about the uh, yeah the, the theme- and the players that are in it and what have you. Well, the theme is it'll be two of me, Kevin, Luke. Mm. Uh, so you get a re- you get a rest from one of us at least a week, and then we're aiming to get two rival fans on each week and. We'll just talk about the three biggest games of, of the weekend. Guess what? Might not always be a Liverpool game. Yeah. You know, just to, you know, give w- where we think the game's going to go, what we think we're going to do. Um, we're hoping to get, I think it's Oscar and Luke, we're hope- hopefully we'll be getting next week. We'll, we'll yeah. film them this week, which will be good fun. And then we'll, we'll fall for a giggle. We'll, we'll talk about fancy football, even though me and Kevin are absolute garbage at it. So we're yeah. kind of hoping Luke knows what he's doing. I've got a feeling Luke. I've got a feeling Luke's going to message us soon and go like, "I'm going to clue either." So no, well, one of us is going to have to get Shawnee off his perch because I mean, can you imagine what he'd be like? He'd be gloating like a good thing by the end of the Listen, season. Mate, I, so. I'm aiming to not finish bottom. As long as I finish bottom, <laughs> I'll be well made up. I don't True. anything beyond that. Suppose I don't think anyone's catching Shawnee. Shawnee's the Man no. City of yeah. He, he's the Man, like, yeah. is probably the Man City of uh, fancy fancy football. So if you beat Shawnee, fair play to you. You've also got a lot of time on your hands because that's very hard. To that do. is very difficult, yeah. But it is going to be a good. It is going to be fun, and uh, that's the one thing that we're going to try and make the show as interactive as possible. Yeah, and because we like doing that, it's good. It's good. But yeah. hopefully, someone who's regularly in the chat with us on Friday nights is going to really smash it in the league. That's all I'm hoping for. Yeah, well, well, I'm sure we'll bring up who's done well, who's done badly, and how shit me and Kev have done. Which yeah, maybe we should do a combined team, Kev. You and me. To put our two brains together. No, because one. no, because we'd end up falling out and fighting over who's doing what, and then I'd win and you'd just cry and yeah. But I control. Can't the, be I can, that. <laughs> but I control. I control the show, so I'll just delete you. Kev's <laughs> not here. Kev's not here anymore. Yeah, and I am that brutal. Yeah, he is. He is that. He is that. <laughs> no, let, I, I on that, that note. <laughs> on that note, let's just uh, call it. A let's day. let's um, let's go before we actually fall out, which we probably yeah, will do because we, we always do. do. <laughs> so listen, uh, don't forget. Details in the description below uh, for our charity. That's more important than anything else. So don't forget, uh, Bobby. Bobby's wish to walk. That's the key thing. Other than that, um, Liverpool won 5-0. Nunes scored four. Basically, guys, we have got 
absolutely nothing to worry about. <laughs> but listen, um, we'll be back. When will we be back, Kev? Is it Wednesday next week we'll play? It's Wednesday or Thursday next week. Well, you maybe. I'm sure it'll be you and me yeah. back for that. So we'll talk about Salzburg and then hopefully not. I mean, you never know. Nunes might get fired by then. But then again, maybe not. We'll see. Speak we'll to you later. See. Do that. Sports Social Podcast Network.